at the, uh, the, the piece that we just read, Faith in Mind, which is a, a shortened version of the original text, which probably goes for about three or four pages, was uh, uh, um, credited to the third ancestor of the third founding teacher. Um, so that's the uh, Bodhidharma was the first teacher, then the second teacher, and the third teacher. Sung San. And, um, so that's a very, very ancient, very ancient teaching. Um, and um, it echoes the theme that comes down through Zen right down to this day, which is often uh, the Zen saying, ordinary mind is the way. And um, ordinary um, mind, um, the word ordinary, um, which obviously is a translation, could be translated in different ways. It, um, it doesn't mean our normal mind, which is um, our, uh, our mind of uh, our discriminating mind, our thinking mind, our crazy mind. It doesn't mean that mind. Another word for ordinary might be original mind, um, universal mind, the mind that's inherent to, to all sentient beings, the mind that we are uh, we are aware of or, or aware with um, uh, before language. And uh, so a nice um, story to a teaching story to illustrate that is um, uh, you may have heard this story it's, it's, a, it's been popularized by a few contemporary spiritual teachers um, so the uh, the Zen master and uh, uh, his disciple or her disciple are um, out walking in the mountains and um, and they sit down under an ancient cedar tree and have a simple lunch of rice and vegetables. And then the disciple who's been, you know, practicing for a few years, but is still, has still has a, his mind is still, or her mind is still quite confused and full of doubt. And um, so uh, the disciple finally plucks up the courage and says to the Master, Master, how do I enter Zen? Meaning, how do I enter into this Zen consciousness, this Buddha nature that I've heard all about in your talks? And there's a silence that lasts for a few minutes. And the disciple just about to ask another question when the master says, Do you hear that uh, mountain stream in the distance? And the disciple listens very intently.
because his mind had been so full of thoughts he hadn't heard it before. Ah, yes, I hear it. I can hear it. And then the Zen master, as Zen masters often do, raises his finger. Enter Zen the. That's the first part of the story. So they, uh, Zen, the disciple has a, a, a realization at that moment on hearing the sound of the mountain stream. And they, so they continue walking along the mountain path. But after an hour or so, the disciple's mind is again full of thoughts. And, um, and uh, it's kind of like lost the original realization, which does happen. And then, uh, so, so he asked the master another question. He said, master, if I hadn't been able to hear the mountain stream, what would you have, um, how would you have answered then? And master stops. He turned around and looked at the disciple, raised his finger, enter Zen there. <laughs> and um, so, Let's look at those two parts of the story. Um, so the, the first, the first teaching part of the story. You now all these, all these stories, words, even gestures, they're all just signposts or pointers. You know, that's, um, and um, we play with all these different pointers, and, and sometimes they resonate with us, and sometimes they don't. So, um, when we think of our ordinary mind or original mind, um, it's um, often I find it helpful to think of the idea of the figure and the ground or the background. And um, so, foreground, background, or figure, ground, that uh, Gestalt idea. And um, so there's a sense in which the, the foreground or the figure is the, the mind, that, the discriminating mind that causes all of, a lot of our suffering, uh, the mind of duality, the mind that gets caught in language, the mind of, um, that also stirs up various self-centered emotions. and. Um, for most of us, most of us, um, I mean, that's the mind we're trained into believing is, is reality. And so we live our, we, we, the kind of reality we are immersed in comes from our identification with that mind. Um, and often we just, um, the background or the ground becomes uh, something which is never really appreciated or very little attention is paid to it. 
So in, in our in our Zen practice, we are reversing that. We are settling into the background, into the ground of being as best we can. So we don't necessarily have to be walking along a mountain path, but when the sound of the car goes past, that's that's it too. That's um, so when we're with our breathing and with our body sensations, that's the the ground. Uh, and um, we start to be able to step back from the, the, the foreground and observe it. And we can um, also observe how we sometimes fuse or, or get caught in the foreground again and lose contact with the background. So often in our practice it's a very gradual process of this sense of settling into the background, getting lost in the foreground, coming back to the background, and so on. Sometimes it can be a radical, um, sudden experience, where, as in a, uh, you would have seen those gestalt, you know, um, drawings where the, you know, one image of the, uh, of the duck suddenly turns into the face, or whatever it is, you know, those reversals. Were, and, um, so sometimes, you know, we can experience the, the foreground just completely dropping away and we experience the emptiness and the absence, which is the, the ground of being. So in, in, in Zen we often talk of form is emptiness, emptiness is form. So all forms, if you like, are rise and fall, you know, are born and die, but they're, they're coming from the, the ground, they're coming from that, the emptiness. Just like the bell, like when we're listening in silence uh, and we hear the bell, It is born and then it slowly fades away and it's gone. All forms are like that, um, including thoughts and uh, feelings and um, sounds, sensations, impulses. The consciousness is like that. Another name for the uh, the ground or the background in Zen is uh, the unborn. So there's a sense in which when we are the mind that hears is coming from the that's the unborn mind. And um, t 
So that's a very that's a very central part of our practice is when we're practicing zazen. We're touching each moment. We're returning to the source, and the source being that unborn, the, the ground of being. At the There's quite a difference between the sound of the bell, the sound of the mountain stream, even the sound of um, a car. Um, they're fairly, uh, the feelings that they generate are, are quite pleasant or neutral. Um, whereas, um, when we're actually um, in a different state of mind, when we're, you know, caught in the foreground of something, uh, when we're caught in the movement of the self-centered mind, uh, when we're feeling uh, despondent or um, hopeless, or when we're feeling angry, or when we're feeling afraid, that also is enter Zen there as well. Um, and that's the, that's the point of the second part of the story. Um, even when we're feeling tired or feeling lost or feeling anxious, that also returned to Zen there as well. Because this very moment is nirvana. This very body is Buddha. This very this very place is the is the is the lotus land. Um, it's never we're never separate from it. Um, so when we're caught in the duality of anger. Or anxiety, fear. Enter the... Come back to the direct experience of the... of the experience in the body. Feel it. Just become the feeling. Um, you know, thought, thoughts are funny, funny things. Like, you can't really feel a thought but the meaning or the interpretation that a thought brings to our feelings, it's kind of like a thought is like almost like a, if the, if, if, if the, if the lake is our feelings and then the thought, like as a, as a pebble is thrown into the, into the lake, then, you know, all those rings that are going, that, you know, that escalation of the feeling that uh, both, takes over our body and mind and can also go out to other people in the sense of that um, contagion of emotions and um, so the brain is a very complex funny thing it's like you know when we we have a mental image of something or we have a dream and we 
we experience the the emotions that go with that, uh, and um, but those the, even even those even when we're caught in those self-centered emotions and we're in, in the grip of them, we just we come back to the feeling, and if we can step back from the the kind of um, step out of the story as best we can, just into the feeling, the direct feeling of this moment. Into Zendo. Even the, uh, you know, people often talk of the scent of a, of a fear body or a pain body, which we are all, you know, almost like it, all the accumulated hurts and traumas and in our life that that I carried in that in that body memory um, can only ever be experienced in in this moment um, but it you know the, the buttons get pressed and it, we get lost in that in, 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 in that fear or that pain um, But if we can remember to enter Zen the, then we start to heal that all that accumulated fear and pain. And um, we stop wanting to run away from this moment, you know, this this moment is all there is. And for many of us we spend so much of our life trying to get away from this moment. And um, so if we can meet this moment with openness and acceptance, as in, just in the same way as we hear the mountain stream, we start to, you know, purify or heal from all those years of accumulated, all those karmic, levels of um, that have been stored in our um, unconscious memory. And we touch on the the ordinary mind, which is boundless. And just like it says in the poem, um, the perfect way, like vast space, lacks nothing, has nothing in access. Um, when the mind is in full accord with the way, it drops off all self-centered preoccupations. Once we've gone beyond self and other, you know, there's just this non-dual experience of one thing is everything, all things are one. And that's when our our trust and our faith, uh, not being separate from that experience, arises. So the sense in which 
faith in Buddhism or Zen Buddhism and, or trust, uh, trust in mind, is we, from these little experiences of where we enter Zen in this moment, whatever this moment may be, we, we our trust. Um, and the path grows. It's nothing we have to believe in. It just, it just comes from our practice. And practice is everything. So, I will um, finish there. And as Dogen says, practice is enlightenment. So, practice is not about trying to get anywhere, trying to achieve anything. Practice is just returning, entering this moment, moment after moment, without discriminating between what's a good moment or a bad moment. All moments are good, which transcends the normal good and bad. Even when we're feeling tired and sick, how can we return to Zen in that, in that moment? Just breathe.